Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daniel Garp here with you on the afternoon show with thanks to SBS Fence and Toilet Hire and 1170 SEN. Great to have your company wherever you're listening around the state. Um, a couple more texts coming through on the test team moving forward in the opener's spot. Matt Renshaw's innings in Canberra was full of flaws. Cam Bancroft can bat. We all know how he lost his spot, though. But he can catch in the slips better than the best of them. If he doesn't get picked, it'll be a hard grind to make it back. That's from Tony. I like it, Tony. Um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how hey, Robbie. they go between Cam Bancroft and Cam Green for that opener spot. It feels as if Cam Green's probably got the inside running. The selectors will want to get him into the team once David Warner departs. All right, let's talk some football now. Socceroos great Robbie Slater's been kind enough to uh, join us on the line. 44 times a Socceroo. And Robbie... Your old mate, Graham Arnold, is close to picking his squad for the Asian Cup. He's probably got it just about nailed down after the weekend, my good friend. It's getting close. It's getting exciting. It is, yeah. Can't wait. It's uh, you know, a big tournament. The last big tournament we saw the Socceroos in was, of course, the World Cup. And, um, you know, we had the Matildas World Cup. So this is another tournament that, you know, we can all get, a, get our teeth into uh, of course, we quite famous. I think you'll talk about Ange after Jarvis, but mm. of course, Ange quite famously won our first and ever uh, Asian Cup here in our own country, and what an event that was. Uh, this one might prove a little bit more difficult. I don't think we have the same quality side as we had, and I think some of the, you know, the opposition we're going to face. Obviously, we'll get through the the group stage and. But once we get into the latter part of the tournament, I think it's going to be tough for the Socceroos. It will be. So we exited at the quarterfinal stage in 2019 after winning it in 2015. We had some injuries, though, in, right. in 2019 that people forget. There was no Aaron Moy. Tom Rogic, who was actually playing some beautiful football in that tournament, he missed out yeah. on the uh, the quarterfinal. Martin Boyle wasn't there either. Um, we played the UAE in the quarters. They were missing players too. So it was an underwhelming Asian Cup all in all. But, of course, the Socceroos <laughs> bounced back beautifully at the World Cup and uh, Graham Arnold was able to silence the critics. I guess the big talking point when it comes to the squad is going to be Bruno Fornaroli. I mean, it's an amazing situation, isn't it, Robbie? If you'd said to someone three months ago, Bruno, For- Bruno Fornaroli's likely to be in the Asian Cup squad, People would have laughed at you. But 12 goals in seven games, it feels like he has to go, doesn't it? Well, it does to me. And, um, you know, and obviously listening to you, you as well, and probably a lot of other fans around the country, it's been an extraordinary run. Put it this way. He couldn't have done more than what he's done hmm. to put himself in the frame for, a, you know, an Asian Cup that was probably not on his radar 
as yeah. you said, a couple of months, three months ago. But I, I, I can only see one thing going against him, and that would be his age. Now, what I mean by his age, that doesn't matter for the moment because we know he's in fantastic form. He's moving well. He looks better than he has done for, for quite some time. And that's not saying that he's ever looked ordinary because Bruno Fornarelli has never looked ordinary, but he's certainly in flying form. So for the Asian Cup, it's a no-brainer. Take him, score the goals that you need. Um, it depends which way Arnie looks at it. Graham Arnold, the Socceroos coach, if he wants to go for you know, thinking more towards the World Cup qualifiers and the next World Cup where Bruno would be 38, then that might go against him. I can't see anything else that goes against him. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, I think Yangi's definitely going to be picked, and there's your youth, because really, if you look at, you know, Jamie McLaren, uh, Mitchell Duke, Matthew Leckie, if he does, and I think it's extremely doubtful whether he will, it's quite an older front line already, and if mm. you throw Bruno in there, uh, you've only got the youth of Yangi. So, I don't know, like you say, for me on form, he deserves to go. Yeah, it just feels like with the confidence he's got, even if he doesn't start games... If Australia needs no, him off right. the bench, I mean, he's the Aussie right yeah. now with as much, much confidence in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net as anyone. So you've got to have that option, I think. When there isn't players ahead of him, apart from Mitch Duke, who'll probably lead the line and do the job. And there are, Jamie McLaren's had a slowish start to the season. It feels as if it's all set up for uh, for Bruno in that sense. Hopefully it's, uh, it comes to be. Liverpool Man United this morning, Robbie. Always a fixture that gets ah. us excited. Jeez, I mean, the Reds absolutely dominated. Manchester United parked the bus. It's a sign of where they are, are at right now. They'll be satisfied with the points. But quite amazing that considering the uh, the control of the game that Liverpool had, that they didn't emerge with all three points. Yeah, I know. But it's very rude to get people up at 3.30 a.m. to watch, <laughs> uh, watch a little draw in, in such fashion. And Klopp said it after the game. He can't ever remem- remember dominating... Uh, uh, a game against Manchester United in quite the fashion they did. If there's one sort of criticism of Liverpool's play where they had, what was it, five, six times more shots, I think United had six shots, Liverpool 34, 70% possession. I know you can't always rely on stats because this can happen, but you replay that game maybe 10 times, uh, Liverpool would win it you know, 10 times. Um, the one criticism watching the game was maybe they were a little bit too slow. Mm. Now, they were a bit too slow in what I'm talking in transition. And that's probably for the fact that, you know, United sat back so deep and they, they made it so hard for Liverpool to break down those lines. But like I said, it's a, it, it shows a little bit where United are at the moment. They're still very much in the mix for the top four, even if you want to say, but certainly the top six because they're up there. But it's, a side that looks to be struggling with any kind of belief. But for Liverpool, it's another two points drop. They did, they've dropped points in places they probably wouldn't have thought so. Uh, Luton Town comes to mind. So Arsenal go back to the top of the table. Uh, you just never know what it can, count, how much that counts for at the end of the season because you would think at some point Manchester City are going to go on a roll. And when they go on a roll, you're talking about they can put 15 straight wins together. <laughs> Uh, so you need to be taking advantage of the situation now where City are dropping points. You know, they've only won one, what, one in the last six? Um, but they'll, they'll go on a roll soon, you would think.
And we can't discount Aston Villa. I mean, they just keep on keeping on. They've got an excellent oh, manager, brilliant team. I mean, look, they, they probably will fade at some stage. We said that about Leicester and they went and, and won it, of course. So Villa yeah. are, are doing brilliantly as well. It was a big weekend for Ange too. That was a, a really big performance by his team. Robbie, thanks so much for joining us, mate. We look forward to the Asian Cup squad announcement at the end of this week with a lot of interest. Yeah, good on you, Gav. Anytime. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks, mate. Robbie Slater there, soccer is great. So much more we could have spoken to Robbie about. We're running out of time. We will touch on a few other big issues, along with the potential of Ange Postacoglu. I know Spurs fans don't want to hear this. Going to Manchester City in the future. That was raised by Gary Neville, if you don't mind, on the weekend. I've got some insight on that for you as well coming up after the break and in the next hour. Daniel Garb filling in for Jimmy Smith on Afternoons on 1170 SEM.